Hello, and what is up, everyone? Welcome back. Another episode here on the Matt Stallion Show. Um, so today, I really wanted to pay attention and put a little bit of focus on the concept of choice, right? So, you think about, um, there's a bunch of different kind of pitfalls and, and traps and and mental inefficiencies that we kind of run into. Um, it's like when our brain wants to shortcut and find the answer because it wants to preserve energy. We actually talk about that a lot here. We're kind of tapping into the very, very outskirts of, of neuroscience. Um, but it's, it's very much um, the concept today specifically. So we talk about choice here actually a lot. And, and so I don't want to go with the, the kind of general theme of like, oh yeah, you have, you have choice and it's up to you. And if you choose to do something, you know, then the, the fallout from those choices are what you get and you get what you get, you know, and it's, and it's to the extreme ownership. Um, we've talked about that too. Uh, Extreme ownership in the sense of everything's my fault, um, it, but in in a way that is productive. That's kind of the way that we put the spin on it here is that if everything is my fault, that means that all of the good things that happen and transpire are also my fault. All of the good and all of the bad. We initially and immediately put fault as associated with uh, with negativity, and that's and I mean that's that's in due course. But if we then change it and we say instead of everything is my fault, uh, um, every single aspect of my life is a result of the decisions that I have made, then that's that's the same thing, and it's a, kind of taking away the negativity and looking at it more easily in the sense of both positive and the negative, right? And so the thing is that's a real it's a real general look and we've we've talked about it before um and and it will almost assuredly come up again. But I didn't want to hit it in such broad strokes today and I think I think the reason is because there's been so much there's so much going on right now. Um, when it comes to the kind of national landscape um, in the United States specifically. Um, so, and I know I, I, I specify that because I know that there is actually a fairly large portion of this audience that's not here in the United States. Um, and so, but this is, if you follow it at all, or if I, I you know, and a lot of people do because... Kind of, I, I heard this expression actually is a, uh, um, if, if the United States sneezes, uh, another place gets a cold, you know, and so it's, um, or gets the gets the flu, you know, basically like we get a small symptom and when something something small falls out here, then there are implications across the world, because we do business with, with everyone you know it's it's a global economy now and so i don't want to dive too much into the politics and into the economics of things there's plenty of shows out there that do that and do a really really good job at them i mean and i don't i don't want to do that what i want to do is look at the human reaction to these things and kind of intertwine it with the things that we talk about here when we talk about resilience and we talk about grit and overcoming obstacles and and not just bouncing back from from negativity and not just bouncing back from from trials and tribulation but to actually gain strength and gain momentum in the face of it yeah see every time man i gotta i gotta really get better about this whole phone thing wants to be all give me notifications and stuff it's actually a really good notification this is it's a good personal uh side note before we get into things it has been a heck of two days at this point so 
what was it? Yesterday morning, or perhaps the day before, it doesn't matter. At any rate, at some point very recently, the the neighbor, my neighbors were doing uh, con- some construction work on their house. Um, some outdoor landscaping, some like big, big renovation kind of stuff, like resodding the whole yard um, and all of that. And so... It's <laughs> and it's great, you know. They always do a good job. Their house is well maintained, well kept, and well maintained. They're really, really nice people. We get along really well. I love them. Um, and usually the the guy that I know, he um, he does all of the work himself, right? And it's really, really, really good. Like he does a really good job. It's impressive. I'm not that guy. Like I want to be that guy, but I'm not that guy. <laughs> So, so we we actually built a, a a pretty cool garden thing in the back, and it's it's we call it the good enough garden because as we would get to points when it was getting really really difficult to make things perfect, we we my Yaz and I would look at each other and we go, it's good enough. And so and then my the kids were here and everything, we're all working together, and it eventually just became known as the good enough garden. And so. That's uh, that's that's the difference. Is that next door? It's it's the right angles are right angles, <laughs> and here they're they're close, <laughs> they're close enough. So, uh, but anyway, he actually hired out some people to do the work for him, and so they showed up and they got a bobcat and they've got a uh, you know a bunch of large equipment you know to get the yard all prepped and everything. And apparently, at some point, they dug up into the ground and they broke the internet cable, and so. <laughs> that uh it it took we went through you know we did all the normal stuff we went through and and we unplugged the modem and we plugged it back in and and we reloaded and then we called uh, the people that we get internet through and we went through the steps with them like did you do them like yeah we already reset the modem yeah we unplugged it and plugged it back in yeah and they were like okay well there's a there's like a box you know, somewhere, a control box. So we went and found it, and there's like a hard reset button on it, so we hard reset. We went through everything. It was only, um, and then we and then we had to make an appointment. We like, okay, we've gone through all the steps. We've got to send somebody out. Um, they can come out today. Oh, just kidding. They can come out tomorrow. And we're like, oh, that's great. That's great because it's not like I run an online business, a podcast. Um, I work remotely three days a week. Uh... Our daughter is going to online school, and some days Yaz is working from home too. So it's not, not, it's not really that important, right? It's just <laughs> so, it was, um, thank goodness for uh, for hotspots because that came in. That saved the day yesterday. I turned my phone into a hotspot, and that um, that provided our daughter with the ability to to continue her school and for me to work. And then it and then it ran out. I didn't know that hotspots could run out, but they can. <laughs> we ran it out. Uh, so it's been it's been a heck of a heck of some days. And so we roll into today because they they were like I said they just, oh we're gonna send somebody out today. Oh just kidding we can't do that. There there's there's no more slots today. Um, we'll send them out tomorrow between nine and eleven. So ten thirty comes around. We call them. They're like yeah no it's still coming. Okay. And then 11.30 rolls around, and Yaz calls, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's running behind, but um, he, he'll be there by 1. We'll, we'll extend the time, and we apologize for the inconvenience. He'll be there by 1. 1.30 rolls around, <laughs> we're like, all right, man, what's going on? They're like, okay, he's spending no more than another half an hour at this uh at his job and even if he can't get good for some reason the place he was at was they were having a really hard time getting it put together but um so so eventually he leaves so actually he just that was the message that i got and that's the reason it made me think about this whole situation was that uh was that uh yeah sent me a message that said that there she thinks the internet's up and so i don't i don't know it might it might be i got stuff flashing at the bottom of the screen it looks like the internet is up. Huh? Huzzah! <laughs> that's, that's great. It's wonderful. Um, but that's it's interesting. It actually feeds into the kind of discussion that I want to have today about, about choice. Um, in the more broad scheme of things, and just to loosely tie this back in, um, what I 
what I did was I, I found a way, right? You know, and, and I set my phone up to be a hotspot. You know, I found I found another way. And if that wasn't the case, then I would have found another way. You know, and it's whether it's going to a neighbor's house or you know whatever the case may be, we're gonna find a way to get to a yes. And it's not, um, it's not letting not getting frustrated with the people who provide the internet because at that point we didn't know it was the cable that was cut um so it's not about getting super upset with them and and you know just calling them awful terrible people um it's about it's about finding a way to to get it done it's finding a way to to do the things that that matter um and to stay productive and and you know serve our purpose in this world which the interesting thing when you think about it is that you never you never serve your purpose through anger. There's no purpose that's served through anger. Um, anger is purely a means of control. And so when you feel like things are getting out of control, then we ass- and, and you and you can't you can't work out how to reattain a level of control or or your position in the world and you're trying to reestablish whether it be dominance or position it's and it's not even not it's not even necessarily like that but reestablish a sense of of normalcy and and control over the situation um you know we we will sometimes default to anger and being non-confrontational like most people are on an individual level, I would say probably on average more people are more non-confrontational than are confrontational. They they want to avoid the pain and the friction that comes with with conflict. And and as such, the people that default to anger see it as a a means to an end that works, right? And this goes this goes into some of the stuff that I do we do in the training and when we talk about the mental pathways and and how we establish those neural networks inside of our brain we establish those those highways um, of really 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 fast thought um, and it's by leapfrogging some steps and it's and one of the things that we do is that we we see that an, a particular action works right and so if if an event occurs and I reacted in a certain way and the result was in the category of things that I find to be acceptable or maybe even perhaps it's in the category of things that I desire um, and, and beyond acceptable to the point where, you know, that this is what I want. And you saw that, you know, these... And the thing is that none of this is happening, like in the prefrontal cortex right none of it's happening in like the decision making zone um it's it's i mean shoot maybe it is i'm not a neuroscientist but i'm like it's not something that you're consciously doing you're not like oh well the last time my kid didn't listen and i yelled at him he did what i wanted and so now i know the next time he does something dumb I'm going to yell at him, and he's not going to do it again, right? And so, like, it's not, we're not that, that's not a shortcut, right? It's like our, it's like we already figured out, it's like we, we've received chemically the response, and we're like, once they did what we wanted, we felt good, like, oh, good, like, and there's chemical responses that are happening, and so our brain is like, oh, in order to get to that chemical response, like, when this thing happens, and when we feel this way, so when this chemical is released this negative chemical is released which is what happens when you see your kid doing something that you don't want to in this it doesn't have to be your kid it could be anybody it could be any any person any situation or relationship that where where an event occurs that's not positive right and um and it and it sends a signal right and and so you you are responding to this this stress hormones the cortisol and the things like that and like okay well when that happens i perform x action so in this particular case we're saying screaming or yelling um and then that ends up resulting in obedience and that obedience 
gives us the positive chemical release. Like our brain shortcuts like, oh, okay, well, when we feel this cortisol in this level in this areas, then we want to, um, we want to do that again. We want to get there faster. So instead of sitting there and trying to figure out the best way to respond to the situation, well, let's just do the same thing we did last time. And let's see what happens. And so you do it, and you keep doing this. You keep asserting aggressive control in in an environment and in a society where people want to not be confrontational. Where people are non-confrontational, then you you see over and over again. You're like, oh, well, I'm getting results. People. Are avoiding and and people are being obedient and they're listening and this is great this is exactly what i want you know like i'm getting i'm getting my way over and over again and this works and so why would you stop you know and it's and it's takes further introspection it takes um observation of things outside of the specific task at hand you know you have to you have to look at yourself and figure out like you know what kind of person do i want to be what kind of relationships do i want to have do i want to have this commandeering super um aggressive and controlled presence and and have that be the baseline of my relationships or do I want to have something different? And the same thing can go for, for anything. Like, do I want to be super passive and, and have that be the baseline? You know, like, and it's, you just, you don't want to look at the, just the end result of what you're getting. You want to look at all of the things that are falling out between here and there. Okay. <laughs> that was all in the general swaths of this. Um, and it's, and it's you know looking at what you get, looking at the actions that you take and what and what they what they produce, and not just what in that specific category, right? But in the sphere of of everything and, and how it affects everything, like we just talked about. So that's that was that. But okay, <laughs> what are we actually talking about today? Um, when I talked to you know I I'd, I'd kind of given a little bit of a of a heads up or a foreshadowing. Um, the in the sense that I'm, it's going to be a little bit political and it's just going to be the things this there's a particular political issue at hand right now in the United States that that is kind of causing like a very large emotional reaction it's very interesting it's very very interesting because people you know it seems to me that in this day and age where we get further and further separated from God and religion that we need to find we as a people and as individuals we need to find something to replace it right so if we're not if we're not having faith in in a higher energetic being a higher moral power that exists outside of humanity and we we're not going to believe that that's true and if you do i mean then then you then then you do and i'm not i'm not making i'm not casting any moral judgments upon people that do or do not believe i'm simply making an observation from where i sit and that observation is that in the gap like there's there's a power vacuum um being in the military for 11 years i uh you you got to see it and especially in the intelligence field because we would do a lot of research on on you know the world and on you know the the enemies of the united states and what you know playing out scenarios like what would happen if they do x and what's happening over there and what's that going to lead to and so we did a lot of observational stuff and um and so you'd see if you topple an evil dictator leadership, what happens after that? What happens when you destroy that higher power? The, the thing that leads the people. Even if it's leading it awfully. <laughs> 
there's something that happens if you go in and you smash him to bits. If you just if you take that guy out, um, or gal, there's plenty of tyrannical women out there. <laughs> I don't want to don't want to leave you ladies out. Um, but there's a power vacuum, right? After after you remove this power entity that is, and and the more the more control, the more aggressive control that they have over the people's lives, the the it is like directly correlated um, to the the level of the power vacuum that's there, and that that will be filled. It will. It is. It is. It turns into that that vacuum. It's it's literally what it is a power vacuum. It's sucking things into it. I think of it. Um, I think of it more as like a magnet. Like for anybody that's attracted, who's like they're. I don't know, I'm gonna show my ignorance. Like the South connects to the North Pole on magnets, right? <laughs> that's how that works. Like North repels North. Um, so for anybody that that is is polarized in such a way where they're attracted to power, you know, then they're going to they're going to be immediately attracted to this power vacuum, right? And so when we think about the space of where what God held it's it's that, right? And so and as and as in the United States as we've generally shifted further and further away from that what seems to be happening and at least this is the way i mean there's there's it's kind of hard to track right because there's only certain ways to track um like national trends and and what people are thinking and it's it's through polls it's through statistics um which are are unbelievably skewed depending on who's doing them and for what reason and it's it's just a very very um it's a risky business it's i i actually heard today in a in a class that was a saying that's that's perfect and, and when they were talking about modeling but the same is true for statistics it's that all models are wrong but some are useful Right, and so it's like the same thing with statistics, but statistics can be so wrong that they can actually leave you with with a false impression of what's going on. Right, and so we have polls. Polls can do the same thing based on the way that things are worded and who they're deciding to poll, and it's you know it's it's a hard business. And so you look at like media, and if you looked at the the national media media in the United States, you would see that if everything is just so political. Everything, every single thing that happens is all baked into politics. And it's like politics and those who desire higher political um, power and authority and presence and and that that perception of I I am here to help you, it's they they're feeling they are the ones that are filling that gap, which I mean it could be initially worse right it could be uh um very large powerful terrorist organizations or or i mean you don't have to call it terrorists there's so much charge and energy with that um but there uh think of uh, any sort of aggressive i mean think about the mafia you think about like organized crime and, and and these kinds of things these are these are things that are attracted to power and that will fill in in a power void and in a vacuum. And and when we're thinking about the the vacuum that we're talking about, this is the vacuum of of a higher power. And so when we we started to shift as a culture and look at government as this higher power like, oh, well they're through government we can change people's lives and we have the ability to do so many great things and and they are the bearers and keepers of of the tools necessary to make real change and and it's all of that is is we're putting as a culture and society our faith into government and so it's it's a claim right that's a claim that i'm making and i 
I assert the facts, <laughs> the the reality, um, and so and I don't want to use outliers as statistical proof, but there are there are more than a couple of instances of of people right now reacting very emotionally to something that shouldn't be shouldn't be very emotionally charged. Um, so uh, a Supreme Court justice died. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and she um, there's there's so much with it. I'm not I don't even want to get into the politics of it. The thing is, it's a big political game. Whether it should be or shouldn't be, and how it's being handled, and all of that is is like I said, it that that can be handled and is handled on other shows. So, but the bottom line is that a per, one person who holds one seat on a panel of nine passed away at the age of eighty-four, something like that. Um. Old, no, older lady, you know, lived a long, good life and ended up passing away. And there was a, there was a, there was a post that I saw from a good friend, and it was a, but it was a repost. Or something she didn't say it, um, but there's there's so much concurrence with this feeling that it's it's disheartening to me. But basically, it was she said that the the original poster of this said something to the effect of. I want when I heard about Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death, I wanted to mourn for her. I wanted to I wanted to to think and pray for her family. Um, I wanted to have a day of respect, you know, and like and, and you know, like be there for her. Um, in remembrance of of her and what she's done, and honor her, and, and because she she really did just uh, on a little bit of the history side, she really did um, help open doors and and op- open perception. She wasn't the first one; she wasn't like the first female Supreme Court justice, but she was one of few, one of very few. And so, and she like through all the actions that she had taken in her life, she really did help set and help to establish new precedents um, in what women could do and the type of success that they could achieve. And she's been doing it for her whole life. It's an incredible, incredible thing and very empowering. And, and to that, so much respect and love. Um, game changers, you know, that's amazing. And so, but the, so the so the lady goes on and you know she's she's saying all the things all of these all of these thoughts and all of these emotions and all of these actions that she wanted to have instead what she felt was fear and she followed up by saying that, and I will never forgive them for that. And this was a cut at the Republican Party. And just to do a quick breakdown, so the Republicans are going to, they they own the portion, they have a majority over the portion of government that will assess and give the thumbs up or the thumbs down on the approval for her, for Ruth Bader Ginsburg's replacement. Um, and that person is put up and nominated by the president. And then it is they are evaluated and either approved or denied the role by the majority of the people in the Senate. And that is and that is owned by the Republicans. And so the thing here is that, Without going into the things that this woman probably fears happening, there there are many there are many things that that she may believe are going to be taken away. Many rights that she feels that she has that upon replacement with a Supreme Court justice from another um, who, who views interpretation of constitutional law differently which is the basis of the job 
God, it's really hard to try to weave in and out of this political territory um, without diving full on into it. Um, she's afraid that things are going to change in a way that she doesn't like because someone else is going to take the job. Um, and she's afraid that her personal life is going to be affected. Right? And so my... It's an interesting thing. Um, what we choose to invest our time and energy into. And like that's how I started the show off. Is talking about... We are a net result. And where we are is a net result of, of the things that we've chosen to do. And the actions we've decided to take in, the, um, in our lives. And so and the other part of that, the completion of that equation is in response to the events in the world around us, right? And so we talked about the futility of anger. I want to talk about the futility of fear, right? And so this lady is afraid. She's, afraid. She's fearful. She's so fearful that when she heard about the death of this lady that she's probably never met and probably couldn't, even tell you any of her decisions that she's wrote, you know, um, but that's neither here nor there. Let's say she could. Her first reaction is that she couldn't mourn this woman's death. She was afraid of the impact on her own life. And it's, to me, it's a sad state of affairs when any human being places so much stock and energy and 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 of, of their life into something that's completely out of their control right if if you're if you're <laughs> i mean when you think about it in the most literal sense if your mental stability or if your your the, the calmness of your spirit and mind is rooted in the health of an 84-year-old woman who had pancreatic cancer. We have to start we have to start looking at our lives and figuring out what what it is that we're doing. Why have I volunteered so much control over my emotional well-being? Why have I voluntarily given that up and handed it over to anybody else other than myself? I just had this conversation um, today, I think it was, and it was about no one, no one in this world is going to look out for you better than you are. It, it does. It does not matter who you're who you're speaking of no one else has your own best interests in mind more than you do and if that's not the case then you're setting yourself up for failure and now i know some of you are probably hearing that and you're thinking oh my god what a selfish absolutely awful self-centered way to look at the world i can't believe that you actually think that like well i do I do actually think that. And it's not a thought. It's just a fact. It's just a fact of reality. And the thing is, this is where you might feel like I'm splitting hairs, but I'm really not. Is that there's a difference between being self-interested and being selfish, right? And so if I'm being selfish, then I am... You, I am viewing other people and my the relationships in my life as tools to get me where I want to go. Which means, if I mean, when you think about it, I use a tool in a way that I need to to get the job done. What happens to the tool? Eh, it doesn't really matter. You know, the the more unique the tool is, maybe the better I treat it. If it's hard to get another one, you know. But if it's a general tool. And it's pretty cheap, and there's a whole bunch of them. Probably not going to worry too much about taking the best care of that tool. And so I think when I, in this analogy, the tools are people. Tools are people in your life. So if I'm selfish, I'm 
I'm going to work to my own end and I will use you to help me get there. I will it will be it'll be at your dismay. It'll be at your at your expense, right? That that is going to be how I operate. Now if I'm self-interested, you have to think about the things that actually benefit me in a way that aren't all also detrimental, right? I am not going to look for relationships to meet one end. This goes back to the conversation we're having earlier again, where I'm not going to be, I'm, I, I, if I'm looking in my own personal self-interest, I cannot look at a single relationship that I have with a person in one in one vein, in one light, in one category. I can't look at the person that I work with and think, "Oh, I'm going to uh I'm going to sit there, I'm going to I'm going to take everything they know and then I'm going to beat them out for the next position. I'm going to take everything they know and I'm going to learn it and I'm going to get it from them and then I'm going to beat them out for that position." I'm like, "No, that's actually that benefits you in one way, but it also hurts you in the sense that you're you're not building a network so like your network is weak you've you've stabbed somebody in the back right and so then your professional network is weakened and so that's not in your best interest your best interest is to have a good robust network of people that you can rely on and can rely on you and the more that you prove yourself to be someone that can be relied upon the more people are willing to step up and help you which again is in your best interest and and it's all these things when you think i mean break down Take, take for example, a any superhero or anybody, any hero character in a movie, um, and and write down the attributes that they have that are attractive to you, and you're gonna see it's pretty similar across the lines. It's gonna be reliability. It's gonna be accountability. It's gonna be a, a, a moral code and standing, standing up in the face of things that are difficult, overcoming obstacles and adversity. Um, it's going to be these things over and over and over again. And so if you're not pursuing and, and these things, they're there in these stories and and for a reason, and it's not by chance. It's because they, they are the markers of the things that, that are good, that we mark as being good in our society. Right. And so that's, that it is in your best interest to pursue these types of virtues because they help create a more fulfilling and a more substantial and a more abundant life, right? And so that's that's the difference between self-interest and selfishness. There is a difference, and it's not splitting hairs. It's pretty significant. Um, and so... Again, if you if you're investing so much of your mental well-being and your mental health into into anybody else, even if it's not an 84-year-old woman with pancreatic cancer and her well-being, uh, you know, if it's in somebody that's super healthy, if it's in if it's in something outside of your control, if you're investing that much time and energy in, in, in into your into yourself and it's not going into yourself, it's not going into your your self-interestedness <laughs> then then you're setting yourself up for failure because the justice is going to die the the president's going to leave office the party's going to lose power you know and it's not i'm not saying not to follow politics i'm not saying that that it's it's wrong for people to value those things. I think that it's great. I think it's it, it's what founded a really really amazing uh, project and experiment in the world that had never been seen before, where we value people individually, um, you know, as as having rights from ourselves and before that point that didn't really exist a whole lot you know and and it was um that's not where value was acknowledged it wasn't from the individual it's a pretty cool experiment um pretty cool system to come up with 
and pretty unique, pretty nice way to piece together some some cool parts of experiments of the past. Um, but yeah, and so so I just I saw this post and I I I almost lost my mind because that's like my faith in humanity kind of got crushed a little bit when I saw that somebody was in so much fear over a change in 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 the world that they have absolutely no control over you know and it's 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 mind blowing to me that that would be the case and it goes back to the last episode if you didn't if you didn't listen or watch that one you've got to do it it's we talk about these things that um what's in your best interest uh, not not what's in your best interest excuse me um what matters and what doesn't and what can you control and what can't you control and we put this into a diagram and we kind of drew it out and and it, and it covers this if you look at that and and if that woman and if anybody who who is feeling that way had listened to that episode and, and had actually taken action into it their perspective would probably be a little bit different because they would have already started shifting their their priorities to like yes i think that the supreme court is really important in the united states but it's not what i can control so i'm not going to invest my time energy or or emotional well-being into it am i going to follow it sure is it important to know yes is it important to know about the potential repercussions of of decisions and of massive changes absolutely absolutely can ch- absolutely change the landscape of the united states for a very long time because these positions are filled um for their lifetime positions lest you choose to step down and most people don't <laughs> so uh so yeah it's um it's important but it's not something to get your panties in a twist about i mean if, if but if that's your life and if that's your choice and that's what i talked about in last week's episode it's like if some people could listen to that episode and they could acknowledge everything that i'm saying like yeah that's that's right and that's good that's good advice i'm invested in politics i'm not letting that go it's not anything that i have control over national politics has very little to do with anything that will actually affect my life personally and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna drop it it's part of who i am it's part of my identity and you know what people are gonna make that choice and you know what that does for you though that creates opportunities because that's that's people that aren't choosing themselves they're they're kind of getting out of your way like okay well if you if you're gonna go spend your time over there well, I'm going to spend my time over here trying to work on me and trying to be a better version of me. And, and thankfully, at least you're not in my way. And so that's that's cool. That's nice. I can appreciate that. <laughs> so um, there's there's an interesting. So I heard this quote, and I, and I think that it's probably a good way to to kind of start heading towards the end of this and wrapping it up. And it's from Christopher Hitchens. Um, I actually heard it. It was front. I heard somebody else reference this quote, and it was on Joe Rogan. Um, but uh, it, it was it's a quote by Christopher Hitchens, and it states, everyone has to choose their own regrets. It's a really interesting thought. Everyone has to choose their own regrets. And so this is a, it's a cool play on this idea of choice that we've been talking about today. And when you think about the things of the past, think about, think about some of the things that you've done throughout your life that you regret. And think about the um, the way that they make you feel, right? So uh, maybe you got a little bit drunk and, and made a fool of yourself. Um, maybe you tried to jump over a bonfire after drinking half a bottle of scotch with your friends. Or a whole bottle with your friends. Perhaps half the bottle yourself. This may feel oddly specific as if I'm referencing something that I would be personally familiar with. I don't know what you're talking about. I would never do such a thing. Like trying to leap over a bonfire running down a hill <laughs> and then fall on fire um but maybe maybe you did that maybe that's a little bit of a regret maybe uh, maybe you got a tattoo that was pretty funny at the time or meant something at the time and now it kind of stands as a relic of the mistake of your youth maybe maybe <laughs> maybe that's a thing that's that's not my thing actually that's that's not a me thing but um but it could have been. Very easily could have been. 
Um, maybe you invested a bunch of time and energy into an idea trying to start a business and then it ended up falling flat on its face. And maybe you even invested a bunch of time and energy into a relationship. And maybe that relationship even turned into a marriage. And maybe it ended up being more destructive to your life than productive. Um, maybe. The thing is, with all of these, we can look back on them and with the right perspective and with the right level of introspection and gratitude we can look back on all of these things and and truly acknowledge that it was there is some good there there is some good there was some fun you know i had a good time with my friends out you know camping and and being foolish youngsters and uh and the tattoo can remind you of a time with friends and a place that was uh, very free and 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 loving and uh, I mean even if it's not loving but like just you know the freedom and the youth and the energy of going out there and just doing stuff you know um, and then your your business so like there should never be a time. That you look back on your life and go, man, I sure wish I didn't try to start my own business. I sure wish I didn't try to to pursue that passion of mine. Just never. Like, there can be a regret in the in the fallout from it. And the same thing with the the relationship. When you think about um like not pursuing something, like that would be the regret. You know, you can view it as like, oh, I wasted this many years of my life. Like, really, how much did you get out of it though? How much did you learn? How much did you grow? It's cool, man. It's really cool stuff. And so, when you look back, I like those are all regrets that I would happily choose. And actually, there's um, a, another part of the conversation. Wendell Berry had said something to the effect of, um, if of all the things that you could look back on your life and regret, or if or no, what? How did it go? Um, at the end of your life, when you're when you're looking back from your tombstone, uh, what are you gonna value? Of all the things you could regret, what would you, you know, regretting? The raising of children, you know, or or having a a bunch of money in the bank account when you're dead, and it's you know basically trying to emphasize the importance of of life and relationships and 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 posterity versus um dollars and cents and so it's just uh it's an interesting concept when you spend some time and you think about it and you think that you know our time on on this planet is is not long our our span of time where we are kind of fully developed and fully physical capable physically capable is also very limited is, is even more limited. Um, and so what we choose to do and the, the actions we choose and, and the things that we do that we choose to regret, <laughs> that, that we may regret later, um, it's really important. I, just, I love that. I love that everyone has to choose their own regrets. Um, and so would you choose the regret of having invested so much time and energy into somebody else into something else and that's the thing is that all of those regrets that i put up there that i could kind of look back and smile on and chuckle about a little bit they were all they're all things that i i would choose right if i had to choose look back in my life and choose the regrets i'd choose those i'd choose them again um Again, the tattoo one is kind of a reference. You can take that on if you want to use many, many different things. I can, I can look back at different hairstyles. <laughs> dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah, I've had dreadlocks. Uh, that's that's one that I regret, and it's all right. You know, like it's it's a funny regret, but um, I'm gonna look back and smile, like I said. But um, but yeah, that's uh, those are I happily look back and reflect upon and and. And think that yeah, that was silly, but it was but it was good, you know. And 
what do you want to look back and 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 think you know I'm, I'm really happy that i wasn't able to mourn the passing of somebody that i that i respected as a visionary as a as a trailblazer for women i wasn't able to mourn her death because i was so afraid is that the is that the regret that you want to have not me not this guy and that's what I got for you guys, man. I, I appreciate it. I know that this was a this was a different one. It's a little bit uh current events kind of an episode. But it's uh it's important. It's important. And and if this is um for those not in the US and not familiar, I hope that you were able to get something out of it. Let me know. Um we can steer clear of these things in the future if it's not hitting home with, with a bunch of people. But um as 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 world and life events occur, I do wanna tie them in to the things in the show because I feel like that's relevant. Like I don't wanna be talking about resilience and the resilience tools and and how you can change your life in a vacuum. I don't wanna I love theory. I don't wanna get I don't want it to get twisted. And say something that I don't believe. I love theoretical conversations. I love philosophical conversations. It's probably some of my funnest and most favorite things to do. However, I don't do... I do this show as a way to kind of bridge the gap. My, My goal has always been to make these tools into something that is tangible and applicable into your life and i feel like when we bring in the current events and the things that are happening then we really we stand a much better chance of of seeing how we can actually apply these tools in our lives and so i hope that today was a good a good first kind of stepping stone into incorporating that kind of stuff i think that like i said i think it's really important i think that it's beneficial and uh and I hope you guys do too, because there's probably going to be more of that going on in the future. And it will I, I will assure you that it will not always be political. It will not always be American-based. Um, I, my, I do recognize that I have a global audience, and I appreciate that, and I love all of you. I, I'm so grateful that you guys come here and, and check out the show. I'm so grateful that you guys have been participating in some of the training events that I've had going on. And there are more to come. And um, I'll get you some dates on that stuff because a lot of it should be coming in the very near term. I know I keep saying that and some of them have come. More to come very soon. I love you guys. I appreciate you. And I will see you here again next week.